You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real pain. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to stream. You can also visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more info about PCLB and visit our event tab to see what's going on this month. Lastly, like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at PC Las Vegas. Thank you again and enjoy the message. Derek Pinson is the Word of God tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give the praise. Hallelujah. Come on, church, give God some praise this evening. I know everybody's tired, but you can just give God your best just for a few minutes, you know. How's everybody doing tonight? How you really doing? Everybody okay? All right, I promise I'm not going to preach long, but uh, I'm just grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be <laughs> it's, it's good to be saved, isn't it? It is good to be saved. I want to start out by giving honor to God, who is the author and finisher of my faith, uh, to my pastors, Pastor Art and Pastor Maria. Um, let's give God some praise for them just real quick, won't we? Amen. Come on, church. I say it all the time, good leadership is precious, and it is, um, because it could be a completely different circumstance. And, and believe it or not, not every church you see on every corner is preaching truth. Come on. They're not preaching truth. Uh, but I praise God that we have a church that is still preaching truth, that there still is a remnant in the earth that believes that, that God is sovereign and that God's truth is all-knowing and all-powerful. Amen. Come on, church. Let's give God some praise for truth this evening. I, um, <laughs> it's funny. You know, I, I'm learning that, that I'm not Superman. Uh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> that little girl over there is teaching me I ain't Superman. Man, she performed the night coming over here. I mean, and the Oscar goes to Effie Rose. I mean, it seemed like everything I did, ah, like, I'm like, but, you know, I'm not mommy. You know, I'm not. There's some things that, that, that as daddy I can inherently not do, but mommy can only do, amen. And so um, I give God some praise for my wife because she gets up all hours of the night to, to nurse Effie. Meanwhile, I'm over there like, you know, but, you know, and I don't want to take that for granted. So, you know, it's the little moments like this. I try to do these moments on Wednesday as uh, daddy-daughter time. Uh, but, you know, because um, I could be anywhere else. You know, I could be in the bar. I could be, you know, out on the street somewhere. I could not be in my daughter's life. But it is, it is incumbent upon me, and it is my responsibility. As my mother tells me, you are responsible for that moment that that little girl opened her eyes. To the moment you close yours, you are responsible for her, you know. So I take that very, very seriously. No, now you're about to start up because now I'm about to preach, huh? Okay. <laughs> but I am responsible for her. And so um, I take, my, uh, I take my, my role as a father very seriously. Um, I'm going to talk to the men tonight. Is that okay? I'm going to talk to the men tonight. I know that we have our ladies here and, and our ladies need truth, but I, I really... God has really been on me about, the, uh, about us as men, and, 
because there's so much uh, there's so much going on right now uh, in the media about men. Um, there's so much going on about how men act in in the workplace and how they act behind closed doors, um, and all of these things. Right, we're seeing these things come to pass. Uh, but how many know that there are still some godly men in the earth? There are still some godly men. There's some godly men right here tonight. Amen. Um, but I, I really wanted to talk to, to the men, even though this is a, a message for everyone. So uh, I, I'm hoping that the men will really, really take hold of this word tonight and really digest it, because I believe that God wants to deal with all of us, uh, but I do believe that he wants to deal with the men especially. Uh, we want to be the head. We want to be called the, 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 the men of the house and all of those things. But before you can do all of that, you have to acknowledge that you have a daddy that is above everyone. And that's Christ Jesus. Come on, church. Do you believe that tonight? Come on, give God some praise for that. Amen. I, uh, and I'm learning that every day um, because uh, so many times we, me, and I know this is just, I'm talking about me. I'm not going to talk about nobody else. But sometimes when we are, when we're learning how to, to, to be a family man and learning how to be a business partner and all of those things, uh, we want to put ourselves first before God's plan. And God has a way of bringing you back to let you know that, that you are not a part of that equation. Only God can activate that equation. Do you believe that? Amen. Okay. So, you know, I just, I really want to minister tonight, and, and I, I want to I help us as a house. Uh, but I want to I secretly through this, this message, I'm hoping that the men will really get it. It's for everybody, but I'm hoping that the men will grab onto it as well, especially. Our scripture tonight is going to come out of Philippians 3, 1 through 11. That's Philippians 3, 1 through 11. Hallelujah. I thank God tonight. That's Philippians 3, 1 through 11. When you get that, just say amen. amen. If you need a couple of minutes, that's okay. A couple of seconds. Hallelujah. My God, I hope so. <laughs> Philippians 3, 1 through 11. <laughs> and it reads as such. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again. And it is a safeguard for you. Somebody say me. Uh, watch out for those dogs, those evildoers those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But get this, church. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage. Somebody say garbage. That I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. 
the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, become like him in death, uh, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Church, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you tonight. God, we are in your hands right here, right now. Lord, we ask that you would do your very best. We need a change. We need to be supernaturally transformed. But man cannot do it. I cannot do it. No one in here can do it. Only you can. God, you are sovereign. You are powerful. I ask that even now that your word that is going to be spoke through me would change someone's life, that the seed would be sown. And we come against every attack of the enemy, every distraction. We remove it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you. We look to you, for there is none like you. Now, Lord, help us in this worship moment. In the precious and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, church. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. I just got one thing to say to everybody tonight. Take out the trash. Yeah, take out the trash. Yeah, you're going to take out the trash tonight? We're going to see. Yeah, see, get this, church. You know, uh, as 2018 is now in full swing, amen, uh, we are slowly beginning to see those New Year's resolutions fall to the wayside. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, where oaths were taken and pledges made, uh, amen, uh, the, these pledges that, that begin to manifest, we begin to now see the slithering, sneaky creature that is called compromise. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Amen. Yeah, once upon a time, uh, Gold's Gym was packed to the brim at 5 a.m. Now less and less people are starting to show up. Uh, here, see, here's my favorite. At midnight, uh, we promised we were going to spend less time on social media. That's Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram, and Twitter, and all those things, and more time working on ourselves. Instead, we have posted already 50 times, watched 500 videos, and have stalked 75 profiles of people we don't even know. <laughs> but that ain't nobody in here, amen. Uh, but here's one of my other favorites. We make covenants with God, promising to spend more time with him, watch this, and be more accountable to ourselves and to our ministry. And as those tears flow, and as the ball dropped, and all of that happened, we told God it was going to be different this time. We told him it wasn't going to happen like it used to. That 2018 was going to be our year and our season. How many of you all the time here? Oh, this is my season this year. Yeah, okay, we're going to see, amen. And all the while, the enemy laughs, really, right? Because many, he laughs at many of us because he knows that we have one thing in our lives that we carry around from year to year, and that's the garbage of our past. Yeah, the garbage of, and can I tell you something about our garbage tonight, church? Josh is messy. <laughs> Man, let me tell you, you know, sometimes garbage doesn't smell too good, right? And old trash especially has a lingering smell to it. Yeah, have you ever smelled a garbage can in the back of a business or a restaurant? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a toxic, putrid smell. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, a horrific smell, right? And watch this, Dez. And just like our garbage, it has a lingering effect to it. But I want to help us tonight. Can I help us? By encouraging us to take out the trash in our lives. Because I'm a firm believer. Get this, church. I'm truly a firm believer, amen, 
that many of us lose our way on this faith journey because of this alone. We have not yet dealt with the wreckage that is in our lives. Yeah, you see, what you have to understand is when we arrive at the text, we see Paul writing a personal letter to the Philippians. Now, by now, Paul had many scars in his life. He had, he had done some things. He had been through some things. He knew about past garbage that he himself had caused and been victim to. He had been a victim to some of those things, even though he had caused a lot of pain in the beginning before he knew who Christ was. Now, watch this. Paul is writing to the Philippians to thank them for their support, right, but also to counsel them and to warn the church about potential problems and trouble. You know, some of the things we see in church today. Paul often taught in a way that the masses of people could understand. And you know how he really ministered to people? By letters. That's why you see, that, you see him ministering by letters and writing letters to people. That's how he ministered. That's how he was able to get the message of Christ Jesus out. Because he couldn't be everywhere all the time. Amen. And he often taught by these letters. Amen. And in Philippians 3, 1 through 3, Paul is telling the people, watch this, to rejoice further, my brothers and sisters. Rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again. And it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we, somebody say us, who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, amen, and also who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. Can I teach you for a second? Just for a minute. Who are these evildoers or dogs that Paul is talking about? He's talking about religious folks. Yeah, he's talking about religious folks, church. Paul is talking about religious people. He was talking to about these Jewish Christians, amen, uh, who were still married to tradition, amen, and their laws instead of focusing on the grace of Christ Jesus. You know that grace that saved me and you? They weren't focused on that. They were focused on the law, on circumcision, on that self-mutilation that you heard about in the text. These religious folks were motivated by what scholars call spiritual pride. And can I tell you something? That's just a million-dollar way to say that the trash hasn't been discarded in the church. Yeah, see? Okay. I'm going somewhere with this tonight. Paul is telling you and I, church, praise chapel, uh, to steer clear from evildoers and dogs who have yet to put down their religiosity. Church, can I, can I tell you something tonight? In order for us to clean up in our spiritual lives, get this, the first thing we need to do is steer clear from religious folks. And that's a tough thing. You know, Pastor Art, this is something I'm learning. One of the things that I'm learning on this faith walk of mine for a while is that religious people are a powerful tool for Satan. And here's why. Watch this, church. A great number of people that are saved uh, have, not let, have not yet learned how to seek God for themselves. They look for the affirmation from others. Now, there's, there's something called godly counsel. But what happens when there's no more, when God has not spoken a word to a person and they're still speaking to another person, and it's wrong, and it's an error. Yeah, see, they look for others to seek God for them instead of going to God for themselves, and that's a problem. And because people are not God, we often have to contend with people spewing venom and trash out of their mouths. Yeah, that trash I was talking about, which makes things worse. Re religious folks that I'm talking about are dangerous, praise chapel. They're dangerous. 
Because the trash that they spew can mislead a soul. Not only can they mislead a soul, they can deceive members, and they can destroy an entire church. It's happened. Those of you that are in here that have walked with God for a significant amount of time have watched ministries crumbled because of religious folks. They can be a driving force in taking entire ministries down or even getting started. Can I tell you something? Paul knew this all too well. He understood this all too well. Let me tell you something. I, I've, I've dealt with religious folks in my life. When I was uh, a sophomore in college, I, I was in a class. Now, this was a day class, and, and, and it was just a normal, secular college class. And I'm sitting in there, and, and somehow the, the, the aspect of religion came up. But it was only a five-minute conversation, and I gave my opinion on religion, and I wasn't thinking about Jesus during this time. I'm just going to let you know I was not safe. There's only three things I was thinking about. I was thinking about drinking, carousing, and God knows what else. Amen? Ooh. <laughs> wasn't thinking about Jesus. Let me just tell you that. But this particular person, there was a, a, a woman in the class, and I'd given my opinion, and it was a real heated debate because, you know, a lot of times uh, when people talk about politics and religion, things can become kind of divisive. And, you know, here I am, this young guy, I, I was talking, and I, I really wasn't talking in intelligence. I, I was saying something about religion that, that wasn't right, it, and it was something that was just completely off. But and a person that would, that, that would have wisdom in that moment would probably have either A, ignored me, or B, just pulled me to the side and just said, hey, you know, you ought to really think about this. No, this particular person walked up on me and started speaking in tongues. And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about like a, it was a full language, like in mid-sentence. She was like, you need to know who Jesus is. I call y'all, but I'm talking about in the middle of class. Folks, I mean, like I was, I mean, I had been around tongues my entire life, but in class? We're talking about in school. Now, for, for some of you, you may not think because we're in church that that's not odd. No, that's odd when, you, when, you, when you're literally in class and you don't see it coming. Right? Can I tell you something? She had the, you know, she, she was speaking in tongues, and, and, and they were tongues, but he, here's what I understood in that moment, because really it damaged me. It really was, because I was searching. When I was in college, I was searching. I didn't, really, I didn't really understand the true love of Jesus Christ yet. That was a ministry moment and a teachable moment that she could have had, but she ruined it being religious. Can I tell you something? You can have all the tools and still be religious. And that's the problem. People don't realize that. They think because, because well, I come to church and, and, and I speak in tongues and all these things that they're not religious. Oh, you can be religious. You can have some things in your life that you, that, that you picked up from, a, from an early, early childhood or something like that that you haven't dealt with that you could say to somebody and it can damage them. And woe be unto you if you do that. That's why we have to make sure that when we say things to, to people, and when, we, and when we minister and, and when, we, when we have intentions that we do things in wisdom, but that we do them in decency and in order. Okay. Listen, church, many times people will say things that don't belong in the life of a believer. Maybe they do, but maybe it's just not the time. And because of it, people carry around trash that not only affects them, but the believers around them. You know, people that may not come to church all the time that are still searching. And you say something to them and it hurts them. You know, I, I, heard, I heard a saying a long time ago, and I've said it before, that the church 
is a unique place because the church is the only army that kills its wounded soldiers. That's a real tragedy because we're supposed to be a hospital. When you are sick and you are spiritually sick and you're going through, the last thing you want to do is deal with people, religious folks that are trying to spew venom because for some reason we, we carry that stuff. And that's why I take you to the second thing. Nor does we need to rid ourselves of the trash in our lives once that happens. Now watch this. The text says in Philippians 3, 7, and 9, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteous that comes from God on the basis of faith. Church, listen real quick. What Paul was saying here, get this, is that if the things, if, if the things we are attached to aren't anchored in Jesus, they are just garbage. That is a fact. We have to act as spiritual waste management. You know those folks that have the big WM on, their, on the trucks? Yeah, we have to act like them and remove those distractions. Otherwise, we leave carnage not only in our own path, but in the path of others. Can I use an illustration? Come here for a second. Yeah. Come here, Josh. Come here. Yeah. No problem, Susan. Good. Watch this. Say we're in a family. We're in a family. management. <laughs> but see, when we don't do that, what happens? We leave a wreckage. Can y'all hear me? I don't, have the, I don't have the mic. We leave a wreckage to where our sons and daughters, whether that be biological or spiritual, have to follow us through that wreckage. And don't you know, it is a shame when a father or a mother leaves that type of wreckage and they claim to know God. Whew. My God. Paul says, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Nothing else matters. See, that's why we have to be in waste management. We have to put those things aside. The Bible says when I was a child, I acted as a child. But when I was a man, I, come on, church, listen. 
<laughs> what Paul was trying to teach us is that after all we had been after all he had been through in his life, everything that he had gone through, he considered it all garbage when compared to the love of Jesus Christ. It was just, it was as if everything was wiped clean. That all the things, and you have to remember, Paul, he had a lot of wreckage. He was a persecutor of Christians. Let me tell you something. He had a rough start. That's why God had to blind him. He couldn't, he, he, listen, he had to bring him out. He had to remove the scales from his eyes. Because all, if he would have looked back, all he would have saw is what? Man, listen. Come on, church. Yeah, see? <laughs> My God. But the question is, you know, what Paul was trying to tell us that our relationship with Christ is the most important thing we will ever do. But the question is, how do we discard the trash that is riddled in our lives? How do we do that tonight? Only God can answer that for you. I can't do it. I'm not God. Because everybody's dealing with something different. You see that little girl right there? She's under, she's under my responsibility. It's my responsibility to pray for her to make sure that I'm doing the right thing, but at the end of the day, she's going to come to have to confront some things in her life where only God can deal with those things. Now, I can't do nothing about it. Let me tell you something. Last thing we must do in order to discard the trash in our lives is that this right here, we have to burn it. We have to burn it. We can't just leave it and throw it down. We have to burn it completely. <laughs> you know what an accelerant is? It's like gasoline. That's what an accelerant is. It burns. It can burn trash. Let me tell you something. You know what burns trash in our lives? The Holy Ghost. <laughs> Listen, can I give you a quick analogy? Have you ever seen a plant like that burns trash? Like one of those big corporations, you know, you can see from a distance. It'll burn trash. You can see the smoke billowing for miles and miles and miles away. You can even smell it, can't you? You ever been to, when I lived in the Philippines, they, they would have those big trash plants, and you could smell it for miles. They, they would, it, it seemed like, you, like it would be for almost like five or ten kilometers. That's all you would smell. There is no denying that the trash plant is close by when you smell it and when you see it. You know it's there. Church, get this. When the Holy Ghost is truly at work in our lives, come on. People can generally see it near and far. They can see it. That's why the, let me tell you something. That's why the old folks say the Holy Ghost is a revealer. Because there's evidence that something has changed in your life when you've received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Paul says in verse 3 of the text, for it is we, somebody say we again, who serve God by his spirit. The fire of the Holy Ghost changes everything about us. When fire consumes something, when fire generally consumes it, what happens? It reduces it to ashes. That's even our trash. Praise chapel. Get this. The trash that we have held on to for so many years, whatever that is, that trash that we've held on to can be burned by the fire of the Holy Ghost. That's why John the Baptist said, in Matthew 3 and 11, I baptize you with water, but there is one coming after me that can baptize you with what? Fire. Whew. Man, listen. 
Man, God, I thank you tonight. Church, we need fire to forever consume our trash. I don't know what everyone's going through in here. It's not my business, can I be honest? But God knows, and he wants to consume that for you tonight. He wants to consume it. Some of you have been carrying around some, some stuff for so long, and God wants you to lay it down tonight. Not because he's trying to embarrass you, but because he wants to make you better. He wants to make you better. You know, when I, when I first received the gift of the Holy Spirit, I was in, I was in, a, uh, in, a, in, a, in a worship uh, concert. Uh, it, was, it was in between services, and it was only for like a two-hour, it was a two-hour little mini concert. But God filled me. And from the moment that I came out of there, something was different, so much so that people saw it physically on my body. Don't you know that God, when he gets a hold of you, everything, not just what happens internally, but what externally happens, will change. Some of y'all are dealing with some sickness in your body. You need to grab a hold of the Holy Spirit. He wants to, he wants to heal you tonight. Listen, everything changes with the Holy Ghost and when the Holy Ghost is present in our lives. To know his spirit is to know transformation, church. That's why the text says in verses 10 and 11 of chapter 3, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participations in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Praise chapel, when we know Jesus and when the Holy Ghost is really with us, we know that we can get rid of all the trash we've been carrying around. I see some things tonight. I believe God is gonna transform some people here tonight. Yeah, and I'm gonna keep my feet, I'm gonna keep my foot on the pedal. Church, will you do me a favor? This one thing, and I'm almost done. Steer clear from evildoers, those dogs that I I talked about. Discard the trash, and that includes people, places, and things, and then burn it by seeking the Holy Ghost. It's a present help. Do you love him, church? Do you really love him? Then take out the trash. I'm done. Listen, give God some praise. Listen, altar workers or whoever's coming can come. Because I want to get out of the way. Because I, I honestly believe that, that deliverance is in the house tonight. Whatever you got, we going I tell you what, Pastor, if you will just indulge me for a moment, I'm gonna leave this here. Because I believe just for a moment, I'm gonna get it up. I promise. But I want to leave this here just for a minute. Because I believe there were some people that have been carrying things around years and years. Some things have not been their wreckage wreckage that people have left they had to walk through God wants to relieve you of that thing tonight can you believe it I want to start here first